Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, welcome to the program. Uh, it's the 20th of June. I believe tomorrow is the first day of summer. It always seems strange uh, that it seems to come so late, doesn't it? Anyway, tis the first day of summer tomorrow. Uh, it's the penultimate day of spring. No, it's the last day of spring today. You know... Sometimes my head, you know, I just, it, it drives me nuts. It does. It drives me crazy. Oh, great. I've just been sent the Allegheny County 2019 homicide list. Um, when you're a member of the media, you get stuff like this. Let's take a look. It's sort of a awful way to start a day. Um, oh, dear God in heaven. Oh, my God. What? I mean, I'm scrolling. Uh, this is the homicide list. Homicide cases at the morgue or out of county. Oh, dear. I'm just looking real fast here. It's almost all black men. Wow. Morgue, 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 morgue. January, February, March. Ages 16, 26, 30, 22, 18, 58, 72, 42, 39, 41, 27, 33. Those are all black men. Here's one white female who got in here. And we're back to the black men. 23, 19, 23, 19, 30. Here's an 85-year-old black man. Man, my God, he gets murdered at 85? There's another woman. You know, it's weird. No. Very few women. There's one, two, three women and uh, four women, and I can't even count all these men. Unbelievable. Oh, and uh, 39 men. Sorry, it just popped into my... Okay. So something I wanted to, I, I forgot to tell you just something that happened in my life that drove me nuts. I went to the um, public theater uh, Tuesday, I think, Tuesday night. Saw a wonderful production called Marjorie Prime. Uh, I think its last day is, uh, looks like the 30th. I do recommend it. It's really good. A little black mirrorish. For those of you who know that, um, that television uh, series. Um, but I'm walking into the theater and uh, I see that, you know, there's a bit of a bottleneck. And I'm wondering what's going on. And then I see, oh, this is new because I'd been at the theater about two months before. And it was, it was like TSA. There were two uniformed people. One had a wand. The other was opening your purse and looking through your purse. And then you walked through a metal detector And I think, I am sorry, I think this is a major overreaction. What is that about? 
What is that about? What venue do people now deem safe in this country? There are no safe places. We're going to have to, every time I walk in this building or my synagogue or a school or a church or whatever, now the theaters, how come I don't have to do it for a movie theater? Oh, shh, that'll be coming next week perhaps. Can't go into a retail shop maybe without it. I mean, what? What? It strikes me, as pardon the pun, overkill. What prompts such an overreaction? Where now everybody, and, and it's like, and of course, there's a woman, this is flaccid, I say, my friend says it's flaccid, but it keeps, just stay up! I'm pissed off. Um... I, it seems, I mean, these are band-aid approaches to bigger issues that we refuse to deal with and all they do is annoy and, I don't know. So I guess there's not a venue in the cultural district now that you can go into without going through this absurdity? Is there an entertainment venue anywhere now that you can go to? Do they do it at Kennywood? Do they? I haven't been there in ages. Do you have to do metal detectors? That seems like a prime place for somebody to have a field day. As I was coming here, I heard news of 10 people shot outside a nightclub in Allentown, PA, last night. Okay, fine. So, nightclubs, restaurants? I mean, what, what are the odds? I, I Do people actually do the odds? What are the odds? that attending a uh, a theatrical event uh, will get you killed. What are the odds? Zilch, near zero. What are the odds that going to church will result in you being massacred? What are the odds? I understand they just went up a little bit here in Pittsburgh. I uh it just strikes me as insane it just insanity upon insanity <laughs> absurdity upon absurdity and this sense that you can be made safe i mean if those poor souls who were massacred in my neighborhood at tree of life I mean, that was just, and we hear stories of people who were late that day. Uh, the emeritus rabbi there, Alvin Birkin, was on his way. His wife wasn't feeling well and said, please stay, would you stay here with me? Saved his life. Wonderful people did go that day. It's just a crap shoot. The the fact of how much life is just a crap shoot is something that a lot of people cannot come to any comfortable terms with. They want to be assured that if they do things right, they'll be safe. What silliness. I don't know. When you're living in a seriously toxic, 
political and cultural uh, environment. To quote a bumper sticker, shit happens. And efforts to make us, what, some people feel secure? (laughs) Uh, Don't. And in fact, make me insecure. I didn't go to the theater that night thinking I might die. It didn't occur to me. I wasn't worried about it, but then I get to the theater and the theater's acting worried about it. Well, that affects me. I'm sorry. I know this is just a a rant. I, we have a caller. Caller, go ahead, please. Hi, Lynn. Hi. It's uh, Susie from Switch Home Park. Hi. I, I, um, I, there's, it's like you can't avoid it. Um, I... I work on elections. Um, I am now a lead man in charge of 30 precincts. Um, And when they decided to make me a lead man and said to me, do you want Homewood? I said, great, wonderful. Well, aren't you scared? I said, scared of what? If I'm going to get shot in Homewood, I can get shot in Squirrel Hill. I can get shot anywhere. What's the difference? It doesn't matter to me. I'll go anywhere. And my mother was worried, you know, call me a few oh, times during the day. Yeah. And I'm thinking, <sighs> I, it doesn't matter to me. It's, you, you know, know, something's going to happen to me. It's going to happen anywhere. Exactly. And what? When's the last time? Do I, when was a polling place shot up? Seriously. You know, but I, I drive between 30 polling places. Well, it's not necessarily 30 buildings, but, you know. No, but you know where you're at risk? In your car. That's right. where you're most at risk of, of, of physical harm. In your car. That's right. Some, some stray bullet can come and get me. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I, the, 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 the just sheer stupid fear that people, that people allow themselves to live with is, is beyond me. It's just beyond me. I can't. I can't be scared. I can't be scared. I'm not going to live like that. No, well, me either. But an awful lot of folks are. And I don't know, is the trust doing doing this out of fear? Or are they doing this out of pressure from certain terrified, you know, customers? Or are they doing this, you know, to safeguard themselves, uh, you know, legally if something should happen? My guess is it's the latter. I think it is too. Um, I I worked on uh, the play Wiesenthal, yeah, Nazi Hunter, and uh-huh. we had at the at the August Wilson, they they would not let us do the play there without having metal detectors, and we're saying the the crowd that comes to something like this, you know, <laughs> well they might them. they might have been thinking it'll be a lot of Jews. And right, maybe, and you might. know, somebody knowing there'll be a lot of Jews in this theater, be a nice, nice venue to shoot up. I suppose that's what they were thinking with that. I don't know. I think so, too. I don't know. Um, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. I can't take it much more. I really can't. I, I'm going to get a little cabin in the woods somewhere, and I'm not coming back. Yeah, people yeah. tell me, you know, just live off the grid and and you'll be fine. Right. And I'm I, gonna, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to become Ted Kaczynski. I mean, that's what he did. My God, I'm being driven insane. Okay. Hey, thank you for the call and your sure. incredible courage. Thank you. Thanks. God. Bye. Bye. Barbara writes, the line to get into Heinz Hall to see Dear Evan Hansen last month wrapped around a Liberty Avenue. What bullshit! And I wondered if it really provided safety. No, but it annoyed a lot of people. Good thing no one wanted to use an automatic to shoot us at in line. Yeah, we were sitting ducks in that very... Yeah, wow, look at this line. You could just like zzz, mow them down there. Don't Aren't people capable of taking a step back 
and looking at the absurdity of this? Makes me want to stay home, I'll tell you that. It does. And I would have missed a really good play. That said, I, I referenced uh, uh, the fact that uh, uh, the it's the feds who arrested him, right? Um, this 21-year-old immigrant Pittsburgher. Geez, you know, we keep hearing Pittsburgh doesn't get any immigrants. We're not getting any. And we finally get one, and it turns out he's taken a vow to ISIS. Lucky, we finally got an immigrant who chose to come to Pittsburgh. And he was arrested because he intended to bomb a church or shoot up a church or whatever the hell he was doing. It's unique in some respects because he's not an angry white man. And it is that, that is unique. It's finally one of the people that Trump said we have to be scared to death of. It's actually a Syrian immigrant. See? Trump was right. I keep those people out. Now what do we do about all the white men who are here? We have another call. Caller, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, um, people say we live in dangerous times. Well, look back in history, and you, you see some dangerous times. The only difference now is the, the killers have better guns to take out a lot of people, so it makes it look like we're, we're living in the worst of times. If you go back in history, oh, my God, hangings, death after death. So I don't believe that that's, everybody's all scared because there's you know more people being taken out. In different places, yeah, going on. yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It's a, it's a good. But the, no, and it's also just this sense we're we're so we're so removed from reality of life, um, and that life is there's no guarantees, and that you know, yeah, bad stuff happens and accidents happen. We don't think anything's an accident anymore. You know, it's it's you can safeguard against absolutely everything. And it's just bull. You know, and I think it's an again, it creates an industry. Uh there's people that have made tons of money making people like us scared to death so that your house has a alarm system your doorbell is a spy camera now you have you know smart this and that so you can pay i mean people are getting rich off of making us anxious wrecks some of us are really resistant and i am one and i wish more were god another thing i wanted to say is do you notice the news media Trump, he has them just where he wants them. Now we're going to war with Iran. Now, last, what was it, last year, we were going to war with North Korea. You see... Yeah, but you're forgetting Venezuela. This. That was a few months ago. Well, yeah, that too. Uh. He's got it, them just, he gets, he flares it up, and then he, he's not interested in fighting no war. He just no. likes to be the tough guy. And I then he'll move on to something. Now he's going to get rid of all the immigrants, 11 million or some. I mean, the guy it's is just right. constant distraction after right. distraction. Right. Well, you're That's on to him. You're on to him, would that our yep. media were too. Thank you. Yeah, they're stupid. Yep. They really are. Yeah, thank you. Okay. No. That, okay, thank you. It's not that Bye. they're stupid. There's they're they're uh they know where their bread is buttered. Kathleen says, but Lynn, you can't go to a cabin in the woods. You could be bitten by a black widow spider. Or I'll get Lyme disease for sure. Or who knows? Seriously. Roger says, don't most of the mass shootings happen in the suburbs? Yeah. I think they do. The school ones, for sure. Um, yeah, I think they do. Suburban office complexes, uh, schools... 
But when they want to get Jews and blacks, they go urban into churches, synagogues, daycare centers. Roger says, I like going downtown. Places like Cranberry scare the shit out of me. (laughs) I know what you mean. I feel the same way. What was it? It wasn't about a year, maybe two years ago. I ventured out somewhere in Wexfordy, Cranberry-ish, because somebody told me there was a really good place to shop for. I was putting in a bathroom to shop for fixtures. And I went out with two friends because I'm, you know, I just don't like shopping. I wouldn't have known what I was looking for, and they're more savvy. And we got hungry at some point. First of all, I was just dismayed by the, by the look of the place. I mean, it's it just the one horror chain restaurant and after I mean, just just who would want to live in these places? I I mean, there's no charm, no sense of community or neighborhood or I don't know. Anyway, I remember we went to some one of those restaurants. And we were sitting in there. These are three ladies from the city. And we're <laughs> sitting in there. And we were all looking around. And I don't think it was me who said it. I think one of my friends said, just look at this place. Have you ever seen so many white people in your life? And it was true. It was just a sort of like, well, although there's plenty of venues in Pittsburgh where that can be what you're seeing. But yeah, I, I, it's beyond me. And I agree with Roger. I get, I get really creeped out. Sorry if you're living in Wexford or Cranberry, but I get creeped out there. I do. Now give me another, give me a suburb, uh, like some of the Eastern suburbs and increasingly some of the Southern suburbs that are diverse, that have diversified and I'm fine. But man, some of the clearly white flight, let's get the hell away from anybody who doesn't look like us places. Jesus. Creepy. Last night I happened upon a public television uh, show. I was looking for something that wasn't about anything that would cause me stress. And then I saw, um, it was about birds, it looked like. So I started watching it, and um, it was amazing, really. It was about how dinosaurs begot birds and about how dinosaurs, I mean, how how early life uh, evolved into the two biggest behemoths, uh, the elephant and the whale. And so I was watching this amazing stuff about elephants and whales and how smart they are and how how good they are, <laughs> how they are not necessarily aggressive, how they're family-oriented, how they how they communicate. And one of the things that I noticed is that we are now aware that whales talk to each other, that they communicate. And we are aware that elephants also communicate. But you know what? Smarty pants that we are, we cannot break the code of their language. We don't understand what they're saying. And I was thinking, well, isn't that interesting? So these uh, dumb beasts, who, by the way, often learn our language, don't they? They understand us, we make them. But they... I don't know. And I was looking at these glorious animals that were killing left and right, destroying. 
And I'm thinking they are so much better than we are. They have lived in this world. And they have not destroyed it. Left to their own devices, this would still be a beautiful jewel of a planet. We're the destructors. We are, we are just. I'm sorry, I, I, I know you're seeing me uh, become more and more uh, misanthropic. And I, I am. I hang my head in shame at what we've done and what we continue to do for our own convenience. We're awful. I'm not saying that we can't on, you know, on a individual scale be wondrous, capable of wondrousness, but as an aggregate, you tell me. We're so full of ourselves. We're so arrogant. We think we know so much. We don't know shit. We don't know even how to govern our own selves. <sighs> Barbara just sent me this just in case you need to feel that what I was saying was on point. The Trump administration's Justice Department lawyers say migrant children detained in federal camps, concentration camps, do not need soap or toothbrushes. What? 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 How is that even possible? The Department of Justice also argues that the children detained in southern border camps can continue to sleep on cold concrete floors and overcrowded cells without being in violation of a settlement agreement that requires the government to keep them in safe and sanitary facilities. These were actually arguments made Tuesday before a three-judge panel of the Ninth Circus, Circuit, Circus in some regret, Circuit, noting the judges appeared incredulous. The Department of Justice is asking the court to reverse uh, a uh, 2017 ruling. Uh, that added specific requirements to the, what was expected in these um, camps, including soap and toothbrushes. One of the judges said to the attorney, a lovely woman named Sarah Fabian, it wasn't perfume soap, it was soap. That's part of safe and sanitary. Are you actually disagreeing with that? And the judge says, it's pretty obvious that if you're putting people into a crowded room to sleep on a concrete floor with an aluminum foil blanket on top of them, that that doesn't comply with the agreement. I find it inconceivable that the government would say, that it is safe and sanitary for children to have cold all night long, lights on all night long, sleeping on concrete, cuddling with their aluminum blanket. Wow. You see, I was saying it yesterday, this is happening in our country right now. We have... We're paying that woman, that vile 
attorneys. Uh, she's arguing for us. That's our government. And they're arguing before uh, these judges that these children that we separate from their parents, that we don't owe them soap or a toothbrush in detention, that we don't owe them a bed, a cot, a mattress. What have we become? Dear God, Well, speaking of what we have become, here's a mind-blowing thing. Uh, <laughs> I was talking about, you know, th this thing last night showing ex the extraordinary evolution of elephants and and how and how these huge creatures that were the precursor to whales, um, or not so huge as it turns out, how they started hanging out along the seashore. <laughs> And started, and this is over millions of years, right? And then started, you know, going into the water a little bit to fish and just stuff, you know, how they evolved. Um, and we're still evolving. And it is now shown that the fact that we walk around all day with these things and by having these things we tend to do this right we tend to put our our heads forward and down this is actually changing our skulls it's already evident Our skeletons are being remolded. Uh, research shows that an extraordinary percentage of young people, so people born uh, maybe even after or very soon after we all started doing this, they are developing these like horn-like spikes at the base of their skulls essentially a bone spur, but they're getting them and they're caused by, and you can see them on x-rays of young people. These will grow if this continues. It also creates a different kind of posture that will, by the way, result in a lot of not good stuff in their bodies, including, uh, you know, n neck pain, including, how they're, they're not standing as Homo sapiens have stood uh, for millennia, 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 millennia. They are altering the way we stand. Um, and the weight, what's happening is because, I mean, all you have to do is just look. You know, when I stand at the bus stop, you look around, everybody is like this, and then on the bus there. So when you do this, you shift the weight from the spine, which is what traditionally <laughs> has held us up. You, you shift the weight to the muscles at the back of the head. And the body trying to catch up is building bone. In between the tendons and the ligaments, because the weight transfer that causes the buildup of the bone can be compared to the way skin thickens, you know, um, into a callus. 
but it is actual bone, and it creates a hook or a horn-like structure jutting out from the skull just above the neck. So I don't have one of those, but my kid might. Um, this is the first documentation of a physiological, skeletal adaptation to this technology in our lives. Um, doctors already are aware of what they call text neck and texting thumb, but before research recently published, there's not been a link created of bone deep changes to the actual physical reality of our of our skeletons linked to use of our phones. Um, This is a peer-reviewed study published in Nature Research. Uh, came out last year, but has just gotten a lot of attention because the BBC did a, a piece on it, um, specifically how, how the way we live now is literally altering our skeletons. And an important question is what the future holds for young people uh, who develop these horns at the base these growths because the odds are they don't go away and they will create a different kind of posture. <coughs> it looks like a bird's beak or a hook or a horn, but it is a sign of a serious deformity in posture that will cause they figure chronic headaches, pain in the upper back and, uh, and neck. And um, they're surprised at the size of these things. Now, they're not even, I mean, they're, they're still small. But in that documentary last night, um, elephants' tusks, you know, it grew out of their incisors, started to grow bigger. And... And they ended up, <laughs> you know, like out here, over time. And can you imagine? I, I, I don't... Um, so they looked over x-rays of subjects 18 to 30 years old. And they saw these growths in 41%. Jeez. More prevalent among men than women. It is known as enlarged external occipital protuberance. Used to be so uncommon that people said there shouldn't even be anything called an external occipital protuberance. And when they were found, they were found in older people. Um, wow. So, anyway, uh, okay, so these things are larger and more common in the young. And it's clearly because of looking at your phone. People are sedentary much more. They put their head forward and down to look at these things. And the body's trying to react to handling that weight that's now down instead of sitting on top of our spines as it was supposed to do. Um, I don't know. Uh, he says, if you can probably feel it if you have it, and the odds are we're too old, but you would uh, 
lower rear of the skull you could possibly feel if you got it. Check your kids <laughs> or grandkids. Horns are growing on young people's skulls, and the iPhone use is to blame. Just saying. Uh, My sister's daughter is getting married in November, and so there's, you know, Wedding, and and I have to tell you, I I am a real um, wet blanket when it comes to all of this wedding crap. I, I really am, and I know that places me. Um, I don't know. Do you think it really does place me in a minority? I never got it. Um, of course, I came of age in the hippie period. And um, I got married in my backyard. My sister followed suit. She got married in the backyard. And my my brother eloped and just informed us all by letter that he'd gone and gotten married. Not a lot of money got spent on any of our nuptials. But now... Oh my God, again, it's an industry because America and because of social media, people now feel under extraordinary stress to put on a show. My God, people are under incredible stress to put on a show proposing, which is another thing that makes me puke. Something that should be so private becomes like a, oh, he must not really love me. He just like, we were alone in my house and he asked me to marry him and there wasn't any flash mob and there wasn't any, um, you know, planes flying overhead. Uh, I don't know, a famous person didn't show up at the door and have it baked into a who knows what. I mean, come on! I think people are insane. I do. I think we've lost our, our minds. I do, you know. Well, there's this article in the Washington Post today about how much debt People go in to have a wedding. Like electing Trump. This is just another sign of how stupid we've become. Why would you go in debt to do something that you could do down at the county clerk's office? Why would you go in debt when you probably already are in debt <laughs> from gone, going to college and not paying off your friggin' credit card and generally living over your means because it's so important to keep up. And all it does is take from you potential financial security, uh, the potential to um, be able to react if uh, an accident of some sort comes into your your life, God forbid. I'm just blown away by it all. I'm blown away by people who care about this shit. I mean, I know that I'm really out there about thinking it's all absurd. Um, I mean, I was so disinterested in my own wedding, I think I've told you this, that it didn't even occur to me that we had to buy rings. I didn't have an engagement ring. Although, once I was doing... I was doing laundry in my mom's uh, laundry room and my my fiancé was there and he came back. I was pulling stuff out of the dryer and he showed me this old ring. He said, your mom just gave me this. He, she said I, sh- I should give it to you like it's an engagement ring or something. It was my grandmother's. 
And I said, okay, all right, whatever, I don't know. And then we forgot to get wedding rings. And and it was like a few days before the wedding. And uh, I wasn't feeling good. I was probably having a nervous breakdown about getting married. And my sister went downtown to Rumley's Jewelry Store in downtown Green Bay with my husband-to-be. And they picked out two rings. I was, and when they came, I have to admit, I didn't like them. But that was my ring. Big deal. My mother had to drag me to pick out dishes. (laughs) I don't get it. And I also don't get the bridal showers, the bridal this, the stag parties, the blah, 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 blah. I don't get it. I do know a lot. It's an industry again. Everything in this country is an industry, and we pay into it. Do you know how much better off we'd be if we'd get some equilibrium? (laughs) Start seeing things for what they are. This Washington Post article says that there's a there's actually new financial companies with names like Prosper, Upstart, Earnest that promote wedding specific loans with interest rates as high as thirty percent. Says here, the loans are often marketed as a way to fund those extras, like custom calligraphy, donut displays. You know, if. <laughs> how do we get so stupid? How do we get so stupid? How do we get so crass? How do we get so fearful of being judged, of not keeping up with trends and trendsetters? Keeping up with the Kardashians. That's what people do now. It's mind-blowing to me. And it's just another, I mean, it's just another part of our extraordinarily grotesque culture. Says here they're 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 funding these these places are funding three times as many wedding loans as just a year ago. So it's getting more and more and more uh I guess the pressure's on. I I really um, I think a good business would be helping people elope. I'm serious, and you know, you could come back and have a nice party at some point, a celebration. Do girls still dream of that white wedding dress? And walking down the I never did. And I did not have a white wedding dress. But I never got it. I'm sorry. I wasn't big on dolls either. I didn't play with a lot of dolls. I would I, I, I so I guess I'm weird, but I'm not an idiot. Oh, you gotta have a photo booth. What? Oh, you have to have a videographer, not just a photographer. You've gotta have and then, of course, you've got to make your friends, who are also drowning in student debt, you have to make them not only give you gifts for this and gifts for that, but buy some friggin' dress and shoes and clothes they don't want either. Oh, don't get me on destination weddings. God almighty. I don't get it. It's like, um, I don't understand people who have elective surgery. I mean, sometimes I do. In fact, I have had some. But it's rare. 
because surgery is, you want dangerous? Surgery's dangerous. And I've had so many surgeries in my life that I no more want to go looking for them. Give me some more. Hey, give me some more anesthesia. I understand it's really good. It's sort of like being dead. Um, people taking out loans for something that is totally unnecessary is insanity. It's elective surgery on an absurd scale. Wow. I don't know. Excuse me for the rant. But I, I read this article and I thought of all these young people already saddled with debt and they feel they have, have to do this. What kind of values are we inculcating in people? Nothing I recognize as anything of value. Nothing. We have a caller. Hello. Yes, good morning, Lynn. Yeah. Hey, Lynn, let me uh, flip the switch here a little bit. I mean, I liked what you were talking about when you first uh, began the show about comparing animals that we kind of fear or, we, you know, we, we, we want to kill them. Meanwhile, we learn more about them. We understand that they're, well, they've evolved way further than we have. Think about that. I always say this, too. When you, it could be a joke, but it could not be a joke. When, when you go to heaven, you're going to find out it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dolphin, and the dolphin's going to look at you and say, what the hell did you do to me? You know, it's because you think it's going to be a human. Meanwhile, it could be a, someone who's evolved past way further than we have. So the thing you may see will, be, will, will shock you. You ever thought about that, Lynn? No, I have to admit I haven't thought about okay. that. Okay. Here's another thing, just on a positive note. We're talking about animals that we fear, and you mentioned a wolf. And we were we were trying to kill the wolves out uh, not west. We thought that's the best thing to do because they're predators, right? And they're terrible. And they, if you learn about the wolf pack mentality, I'm just I just popped up some things on the internet. This is what the wolf pack consists of: unlimited patience, never-ending curiosity, desire to work as a team, robust strategy and careful planning, a sense of urgency, and unwillingness to quit. This is what the wolf pack does. So we say, let's kill the wolves because they kill our they kill our our livestock. Instead of studying and understanding how we all work together in unison, we're all one. We are separating everything into divisions. We have the going from the top. You know, everybody's separate. And Trump is the great divider. He started the country dividing itself, and that's what we all do on a daily basis. We compare and contrast black and white. Red, yellow, orange, black. And it's all, there's all good and bad with us, land use. Sometimes we get, the humans are terrible. They're not terrible. They can be, but they're great. So we've got the yin and yang going on constantly. We just got to bring up the yin and reduce the yang. And we'll <laughs> that's live all. better. You know, does that make okay. sense? All right. That's all that's, we got to do. do. Okay. Well, just let's get the, the work. Re reduce the yang. And that's what we get, each of us. Yes. So when you go out well, today, that's like true. You, you can said, only work on yourself. That's right. Exactly. Work on right. yourself and put right. a smile out there. You're doing a great job, Lynn. <laughs> Just sometimes don't get too down because humans are great. I know sometimes we can't see it. We see the bad ones being projected on a screen as good. We know it's not true. But just reject that message. Like you say, like Trump says, what you're seeing, what you're hearing is not <laughs> correct. That's true. <laughs> because they're telling us lies, okay? All right, okay. We know how great people are. Thank All you. right, that, thank you. Does thank that make you. sense, Lynn? Kind of, sort of. Yeah, you, thank you. Kind of, sort of. Okay. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Lynn. Bye. Bye. I appreciate it. Bye. I appreciate it. Bye. <laughs> it's just not my nature. Uh, somebody just sent me, can't, sent me such a nice picture of me and him at an event. Uh, that's great. Um, okay, yeah, I'm sorry I'm so down, but I am. I, I am! I can't be something I'm not! And I wanted to talk about the reparations hearing, and then I left all this stuff I, that, um, tomorrow. 
let's talk about reparations. An uncomfortable topic, to be sure. But some pretty historic uh, hearing uh, yesterday. Uh, it was the first time that the U.S. Congress has considered a, a bill that would create a commission to explore what we as a nation should do to address what we as a nation did and the lasting effects of it, effects of it, on the descendants of the slaves. It, it's, uh, it's titled, it's a House bill, because God knows Mitch McConnell's Senate wouldn't be having any hearings on such a thing. It's called H.R. 40, House, you know, House Bill 40, and it got its number 40 from that promise, you'll recall, that got made somewhere and never, of course, kept to the freed slaves that they would get 40 acres and a mule. And, and, and also, you know, Sherman, General Sherman, uh, he ordered this huge swath of coastal land, I'm not quite sure exactly where, somewhere in the south, uh, acres and acres and acres and acres be given to emancipated slaves. And so I guess emancipated slaves made their way there and started setting up little homesteads. And then Abraham Lincoln got assassinated. And then this despicable horror, Andrew Johnson became the president. Segregationist, racist, son of a bitch. And he rescinded Sherman's order. Then Jim Crow, lynchings. All that stuff was after we freed the slaves. Freedom! Never looked so scary. We'll talk about it some tomorrow, okay? It's a very complex. I mean, really, how you would do it is a very complicated, but I, I think having a commission that actually starts trying to figure out what we could do, because we haven't done enough. <coughs> and in fact, we're moving backwards. <coughs> Pittsburgh's alligators made it on the front page of the Wall Street Journal today, just saying. I was wondering when it would. We got front page. Just starts on the front page, ends over well, well into it. But uh, uh, they do point out that when some idiot, again, more, more evidence of our idiocy, uh, when some idiot buys a cute, little, cute little baby alligator, they grow so fast that within four years, that thing will not fit in the bathtub. Okay, that's how fast an alligator grows. Um, and I didn't know this, but it says that, you know, they, they, these three alligators that were found um, did uh, go over to the Humane Animal Rescue, and they were fed raw chicken and raw fish, and uh, then they were stuck in a, put into a van and driven to a zoo in Cape May, New Jersey. What'd they do to deserve that? And then from there, I don't know why they, they were in the zoo in Cape May for two seconds, and then they were sent to a home at something called Croc Encounters, which is uh, a nonprofit in Tampa that rescues reptiles that were purchased by idiots called human beings. 
Okay? Thank you so very much for listening to me rant. (laughs) You have to admit, there's an awful lot to rant about. You have to admit. Huh? All right. I'm out of here. I'll try to get more. Is it more yin and less yang or more yang and less yin? I wasn't listening enough to, I, I, I never got that straight, but I appreciate the, uh, the effort made by the caller. Anyway, have a good one. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.